at her best, never let it rest, until the good becomes better and the better becomes best. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Craig here. So uh, night terrors and medical malpractice, how do those go together? Well, they don't, uh, other than I'm going to talk about both of those things today. So night terrors first. Let's get the exciting part out of the way. So uh, this morning, my wife, um, I get up before everyone else in the house. Uh, uh, I'm an early riser, not by nature, but by choice. Um, and so I was up this morning. I get up, get my coffee, get the wood. You know, we have live in the country. We have a wood, um, a wood heater, a wood cook stove that we use to heat the house. So I get up and warm the house up for everyone before they come downstairs. So, was, uh, and then so my wife is always the next person come comes down, and she comes down and she's kind of rubbing the sleep out of her eyes, and she said, "Our daughter Anna called called her in the middle of the night," which. I guess when you have a house of nine kids, strange things happen all the time. And you really don't think about it, but this was just odd. Our daughter, so our daughter is in the basement um, along with our 16 year old son have sort of bedrooms on the opposite end of the basement. And so she had called my wife in the middle of the night um, and we're in the upstairs uh, with the other kids and uh, in a panic sort of in a panic and she um so she 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 freaked out and she apparently tried calling me but uh, i my phone is always on silent at night or actually I, I have it on airplane so if you try calling me in the middle of the night sorry you're not going to get a hold of me and um so she called in a panic and so our our <laughs> he's going to be embarrassed that i tell 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 the story um so our 16 year old son has a history of night terrors. And I don't know if, if people have family members that have that, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, let me try and describe it for you. So night terrors are like sleepwalking in the middle of a nightmare. So the person is up and around, not really aware of the circumstances, but they're usually running and screaming and yelling at the top of their lungs, which is really fun when it happens, startles you from sleep in the middle of the night. And what he does, and what he did last night, and he's done this before, is he gets up. So it's like middle night, everyone's sleeping, and he gets up and he starts running through the basement and he runs in our daughter's room and starts screaming. That's uh that's that's a startling event. And uh she heard him last night and she heard him coming and she jumped out of bed and she put the the lock the door quick, but and it's not like he's gonna come in and like hurt you, although he's He's a big burly guy. He's bigger than me. Um, and if he decides to start wrestling you, you you you're gonna have a challenge on your hand because he can't be reasoned with. <laughs> so so she she was <laughs> trapped in her room while he's running through the house. So then he finally goes upstairs and my wife comes down, I guess. I I sleep through all this. I have no idea this is going on. And so she so my wife comes down and he he's 
he's bleeding all all over the floor because he had stubbed his toe somewhere again he's kind of oblivious to what's going on around him and uh busted his toenail off or ripped it off and and so and i remember when he was younger he would do this uh and he would like it until we figured out how to do it like you try and wake him up and and then i just realized don't just kind of like hold him like when he was much smaller i could grab onto i can't grab onto him now but it reminds me so i gotta tell this story and then i'll move on to the the um unexciting medical malpractice stuff but so we were camping so every year most for a while every year we had gone to northern wisconsin camping as a family and then my wife's brothers and their families would go out and um you know we're a big family we don't have a camper we have a huge tent like a 16 person tent and um so you know and we're all sharing that tent and we just kind of got <laughs> mats and mattresses and cots lined up across the floor and uh so it was, I think it was our first night there in this campsite and everything is just, you know, it's in the middle of a forest. It's absolutely quiet in the middle of the night. And my son was probably 12, 13, something, something like that. Smaller than me, but a big boy. And all of a sudden in the, in the pitch dark and quiet of the night, he gets up and he starts screaming this bloodthirsty scream in the middle of the night and it sounded like like it sounded like someone was chewing his leg off and um and i like of course everyone's sleeping so it takes you a second to get your bearing but all you know is like there's someone killing your child and he's screaming and screaming like i thought an animal was in the tent or maybe a serial killer like it was I, I still get the shakes thinking about it because it was such a traumatic event for me. I uh like like it's 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 a weird thing. I think about it, I start to get the shakes again. So anyway, I hop out of bed and, and in my mind something is attacking him and it's pitch dark. And at that time, so I was on one side of this mattress that we had in this tent and then we had one of our youngest kids in between us and my wife was on the other side and then he was on the i think he was immediately next to her maybe somehow i jumped up and i jumped over my our, our baby and my wife didn't step on anybody somehow i just i had to lunge at him so i lunged him and i, I bear hugged him and tackled him in the middle of the tent somehow we didn't go through the side of this tent and I brought him down because I thought if I can get my arms around him, whatever is is trying to eat him will have to get through me first. Like that was what's going through my irrational brain in the middle of the night. I thought if I could just get around him, get on top of him, they got to get to me first. And then uh, I don't know. It seemed like an eternity. And because uh, he's a big guy and, and I'm I'm a pretty good sized guy, too, not wise and just i got a lot of body weight and uh so i got him down and it was a few seconds into it i realized what the heck was going on by this time everyone is up and it just like the poor people like it was bad enough inside the tent but the poor people across the campsite from us they don't know what's going on all they can hear is this bloodthirsty cry and then it's silence like <laughs> like 
I felt bad for them. It was really awkward the next morning as everyone's waking up and <laughs> um I did not sleep that night. And then he did it again, but I was just kind of ready for him this time. I went up, I immediately went up and I grabbed put my hand over his mouth and whew, again, I, I get I get I get shaky even thinking about it. It was such a traumatic thing. So anyway, that's a long story, but man, night terrors. Whew. Because they just happen when you're not you're not expecting them. All right, so got that out of the way. Let's go to the boring stuff. So anyone that's not, uh, most of you probably won't care about the rest of this, but some of you will. So, um, so for those that don't know, what, one of the things that I do is medical malpractice cases, and there aren't very many lawyers out there that do it. There's lots of reasons for it. I'm not going to talk about them all in this video, but but they're they're just really really difficult cases. Very expensive, challenging, tough to win, all kinds of things. Um, and so, one of the struggles that I have as someone that does it, you 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 have to really sift through a lot of potential cases to find the ones that you can actually have a chance of winning. It's not it's not me being a snob about it. It's just understanding the realities of this this kind of warfare is realizing you got to if your case has any vulnerabilities, you're, you're going to lose. Like you, you can't have any vulnerabilities. So you got all this filtering that you have to do either, either most lawyers just say, I'm not going to bother with this at all. And I may eventually get to that point, but I'm not there yet. Or you've got to find a way to, to, it's kind of like panning for gold. You got to go through a lot of material to get the little nuggets in there. So finally, and this took out a year or more to build out, is I finally build a system where pretty much everyone that comes to me with a potential medical malpractice case is going to have to go through this system. And I realize people may not like it, but it's the only way I can do it um, and make it work on my end. So people contact us, they'll go through a, a, an initial form, they'll provide basic information, we will review it. I have kind of criteria on my end, I know what kind of cases I can handle and which kind of cases I can't or can't win. Um, a significant portion of people will not make it through that first phase because it just there's, I know from experience, having tried these cases, what will and won't, won't work. So those that make it through that initial filter will go on to a second phase and you go through a much more elaborate um, uh, questionnaire, much more detail about what happened, when, who the doctors were, what your injuries are. Um, and then once the people go through that and again compare that to criteria for what what kind of cases i know we have a chance of which ones don't um a lot of people are going to get um, basically i'm gonna have to turn down the case at that point in time because i just from my own knowledge and experience and also just my own limited capacities you can only have a certain number of these cases a very small number of these cases at any one time it's just too too taxing on a lawyer, too taxing on staff and your firm. So and so then those that make it through the the, the second phase uh, will get an opportunity to have a sort of a Zoom conference, kind of like I'm doing now, except that a, you know we'll be communicating. I'll have a lot of information about the claim, so I don't have to ask a lot of the background questions that I usually do, and I can hone in right on the things that I know are going to be important, and then. For those that um, 
based on what I've seen, I think there's a possibility, there's a case that we might be able to do something with. Then they kind of go on the next step, and that usually involves a, a medical, medical records review. Um, and um, so I just, so we just like went live with that yesterday, and it was such a, you know, this kind of been hanging over my head because I feel bad for people. I know that there aren't many lawyers out there, and I know that the the atmosphere is just not good for people that have been harmed by medical malpractice. All of the, um, all everything benefits the insurance company and the hospitals. That's just the way it is. It's legal, the the rules of evidence, uh, court rules, jury biases. Everything favors the defense. And people call me all the time, and I feel bad for them. And I think something. I think there was probably some negligence there, but. If there's any if there's any weak spots, you can't. I I have to tell people you can't. I can't bring this case for you because we're gonna we're gonna lose. So, um, but I feel bad because a lot, of these, a lot of times these people have no no one to even talk to them. A lot of lawyers won't talk to them, so I'll try to talk to them. I'm gonna have to talk to to fewer people now to make this work, but you'll be able to go through this system. The other thing, the other thing that I wanted to talk about here briefly before I wrap up is this. Because there are so many people out there that have stories that, for one reason or another, can't support a legal claim, but but have legitimate, you know, stories of bad things that happen to them that need to be heard, or maybe I'm their last resort, and there's someone else out there that can help them. I just don't. I don't know all the malpractice lawyers in the country. Don't even know them all in the state, and there aren't very many of us. Um, so. Probably starting, I don't know if it'll be in December, but certainly in January, at least once a month, starting at once a month, I'm going to do a, about an hour long uh, show, which I call the Better Healthcare Podcast. I actually have that over on my other uh, lawyer YouTube channel. I'll link to that below. Um, what I have in mind is this. So I'm going to want to book an hour a month. And if, if, if there's enough demand, we'll do it more often or we'll do it longer. But I'll just, I'll talk about a lot of stories that I see things that I see uh, may have some guest interview and for people that have a case that with a story that needs to be told, I may be able to provide an opportunity for them to hop on zoom with me to chat. Uh, maybe we, you know, record 15 minutes or whatever. I, I don't know yet. I, I don't know what the demand is. I think there's going to be a pretty high demand for it. Um, but I'll give people an opportunity to call in and chat with me. Um, not so much as a, on a on a lawyer basis because it probably means that you've already gone through my screening process. You've probably talked to other lawyers, and you're kind of at this is sort of a hail mary attempt, or you're just you just want an opportunity to be heard. So it'll be it'll be um, a, sort of a non legal setting. Um, although you know I'll do my best to answer questions that I can. Um, so if anyone is um, interested in that uh, stay tuned for that the best way to to find out about that is to go over to my um my youtube channel my other youtube channel and subscribe to that and or subscribe to the better healthcare podcast again i have some videos over there but i really needed to kind of finish this other part before i could really launch that so that's coming out soon uh, hopefully people will find that useful um so whoo anyway uh I packed a lot in there. I'm going to wrap it up. So uh, appreciate everyone listening. 
my plan going forward is to do this show about three times a week, uh, maybe a little more early on or a little less depends. Um, but uh, just, just, this is just kind of my life, my, my observations and experiences, both personal and professional. Uh, I just like sharing with people and people have uh, questions or comments about it. Feel free to leave a comment below or just go up to the link tree has all my contact information if you want to get a hold of me um if you have a podcast idea want to come on or if you need to talk to me as a as a lawyer you can go up there and link over to my 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 professional page and get a hold of me that way so thanks for listening everyone and until next time have a good one